What's going on, everybody, and welcome to Chicken Scratch Gospel. I am your host, Matt, along with my co-host, Daniel. What's up? What's up? Really, really excited yeah. to be bringing you mm-hmm. episode three, Chicken Scratch Gospel, for all the moments in your prayer, devotion, and worship time that you just have to write down no matter how messy they come across. So you know what we're talking about when God just downloads something into your spirit and you got to get it down. You go back to look at it. You try to show somebody or share it with somebody. They can't read it. Why? Because it's your Chicken Scratch Gospel. That was for you. So yeah. we're excited to be bringing you episode three. BD, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm doing well. I think even like those moments, or for, or not, not even moments. Those people that cannot remember. I'm, I'm one of those people. Where I'm <laughs> like, God gave me something. I'm not gonna remember this uh, in one hour. So I better write it down right now. Get it written down. <laughs> Get it written so down. So if, if you're one of those, uh, you know, persons that struggles, you, you know, with memory. A good idea to have some post-its next to you every time, you know, you're in the car, you're, you know, in your kitchen and you just write that stuff down. Absolutely. That should be like, I feel like that should be like a, that should be like a poll we put up or something like, like, cause I sleep with like, I got notepads everywhere. I got notepads in my briefcase by my bed. I got notepads in, you know, every room of the house just in case. Because something might happen and, yeah. you, you know, you want to write it down and people are like, well, don't you carry your phone around with you? Yes, but I'm old. I I'm I, I like to write stuff down. I don't just like to put it in my phone. I actually like to write it down because I want to reference. And someday, you know, I want my kids to actually know how to use a pen and, and paper as well. So I'm really, really excited yeah. about that. But you know who the real gangsters are? Go. It's the ones that write it down on their wrist with a Sharpie. <laughs> I know somebody like that. She, she's just like, I need to write this down so I can see this. And she has like, I, one time I was talking to her, I'm like, what is that on your wrist? What are you doing, girl? And she's like, I have to do this. And she has, she has like scripture, like a quote. And she just looks at that. She's like, that's what God gave me for today. That's what I'm rolling um, with. That's really hard. That's, if you're, that's hardcore. Yeah, if you're, henna, <laughs> if you're henna tattooing what God is yes. telling you on yes. your body, then you're, yeah, yeah. You need to be a guest on this You're, on you're, you're hardcore. <laughs> let us know if that's what you do. Let us know. Uh, we're, we're actually, uh, closing out our John 15 study, uh, during this episode, we, we were at John 15 in episodes one and two, we talked about things like abiding in the true vine and, and what life union means. And in episode three, we're going to be using the message translation of John 15 mm-hmm. verses one through eight out of the message. We're going to talk about removing me's and choosing life. So let, let's, let's go there. Let's go to John 15. Verses 1 through 8 in the message, it says, I'm the real vine, and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me. Now, I know that Jesus here is referring to, you know, God the Father cutting off every, every branch of, of the vine, Jesus, right, that does not bear grapes. But I could not help myself in my devotion to consider these me branches, mm-hmm. the me branches, right? That he cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. And every branch that is grape bearing, he prunes it. He prunes back so that it will bear even more. You're already pruned back by the message I have spoken. And then he says this. He says, live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruit unless you're joined with me. And then he goes on to say, I am the vine. You are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Mm -hmm. 
Very direct. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood. Not a, not even a, like, not, you don't even consider you branch. It's not even saying, <laughs> message translation doesn't even say, you're not even a branch anymore. You're just dead wood. Dead wood. Gathered up and thrown into the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how the Father shows who he is when you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples. So this idea just came to me, you know, again, I, I understand the context, and we never want to take, take scriptures out of context ever. You, you never want to do that. You never want to twist a scripture just to fit your narrative. But as I was reading this, I considered the time when I asked Jesus into my heart, and I considered that he accepted me just as I was, but he loved me too much to leave me the way that I was. Yeah. He did some pruning. He did some sanding. There was some me stuff that was only there to serve me, not him, that he had to kind of get rid of. And so this picture of cutting off the me branches came into my mind. And I believe that it's God's desire for us to allow him to remove the me branches from our lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. cause it's gotta be this thing like John, like John the Baptist understood it. Cause he says, he says, I, I need to decrease so that he can increase. We, we can't, there, there can't be a, coha- a coexistence of my desires and his desires. In fact, the closer, we talked about this in the abiding episode, but the closer that you get to God, the, the more that your desires begin to shift. Right. Yeah, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Yeah, you, you can ask anything and it will be done for you because what you're asking lines up with God's will. It lines up with God's heart. It's not about you. It's about him. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, the same thought too here, um, that when I, I read this and we kind of went back and forth on this, I was thinking the same thing, the, the me's. The me's will always, um, you know, hinder what God is wanting to do in your life. Yeah, I yeah. think that's, that's Jesus, God wants us to be effective, you know, in what we do. He, he wants to use us for his glory, for, you know, the kingdom, for others, ultimately, and and so there's there's some things though if we we can't help anybody if we're trying to focus on ourselves all the time and so I think God is is always in this process of taking those me branches and cutting them off um, yes from us I like even the original and kind of go back to even he cuts off the branch of of me and we're talking about you know us and ourselves and the branches that we need to that God God's constantly cutting from us. I think there's there's a saying he says of me though, and you start thinking of okay, what are those branches that aren't producing or aren't bearing grapes, you know? Right. So they're bearing some, or they're not bearing any, but it's God's ultimate decision to say, hey, I'm gonna cut this off because I want you to produce more. And it's, it's so it kind of takes me back to this this statement that we always say that I always used to say, not everything good is good for you. And I think there's a lot of good yeah. that we can do, you know, yeah. that we think, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And, and although it's a great cause and although it's, it's for even for the kingdom, it's ministry, you know, and it's a great thing. Um, I think God brings us back to a place, okay, um, is this good for you in this season? Is this effective right now? And it may be a great thing, 
but in that season, is, is this the, the best thing for you? And he'll scale us back a little and put us on a path where um, we're growing again and, yeah. you know, we're learning again. And then he says, okay, now it's time. And then you bear more fruit than you were when you were in that season. Yeah, that's you know? really good. That's so good. And, that, and I just had this thought as, as you were kind of talking about this. You know, he cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. I wonder how much science is going on, on in, in our branches at times. And what I mean by that is how much man, how much man-made stuff we're trying to grow on a branch. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to grow pineapples. God's trying to grow grapes. Right. And so if you got pineapples on your branch, guess what? He's cutting that branch off. Yeah. Because you're trying to do what you want to do. That's not, he's like, if any, any, he cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. Why? Because it's the great, it's, he's the vine. He's likening himself to the yeah. grapevine. And so if, the, if there's a different type of fruit or a different level of fruit, whatever, if that fruit is not lining up with the vine, he's going to cut it off. Yeah. And, and yeah, just because it could even be good. You know, um, in one of our episodes, I even talked about, there are people that do good things. Listen, there are churches that do good things. Mm-hmm. There are, there, there are Christians, people or people that are believers that believe in Jesus that, that, that do good things, but sometimes they do them for the goodness of me. Right. It kind of goes back goodness to goodness yeah. of, and so that's not, that's not a great branch mm-hmm. when you're doing that. And so he says, I'm going to cut off every branch of me that doesn't bear these grapes. Right. right. That's right. Yeah. And I think I, I completely agree with you. You know, and I was just listening to a song last night, um, it's actually, I don't know if anybody's watched The Star is Born. I, I, I love the movie. It's a great movie. Star I'm in the is Born. middle of it right now. I actually Bradley, started it. Bradley Cooper, he kills it on that, on that movie, just singing. He's actually a great you know, vocalist and musician. But he does this song we're listening to. He says, maybe it's time to let, um, let those things die. And whatever it was in the context of the song, you have to listen to it. But maybe it's time to let the old things die. And when I think about that, too, I'm like, how many things are we doing in our lives and our churches and ministries that are just are dead already? And they were great at the time and they may be even great to you now. But are they bearing fruit? Is it time to say, hey, like God is doing a new thing. Maybe we should let this just sit here now and and move on because God wants to scale back and he wants us to be that, that much more effective and what we're doing, you know, what he's called us to do. Yeah. And so, I mean, pra- practical thing here for, for those of you that are out there listening, what, what is a, what is a me branch in your life right now? Mm-hmm. Really think about that. Pray about that. Take a moment today. If you're listening in the morning at night, whatever, take a moment, think about that. Ask God, God, what, what are some me branches in my life that I need to, I need to just, I need to remove. I need to remove and and, and, and that I need to allow those things to no longer exist. Those things need to die. I need to die to self so that yeah. I can live in you because that's that's the next the next thing that Jesus says after he talks about prune, you've already been pruned back by my message. The next thing that he says, he makes this ask. He says, live in me. Live in me. And, and, and the yeah. message that says, make your home in me. And that, that reminded me so much of, of Deuteronomy 30. Uh, verse 19 is Moses is kind of bringing out and unpacking all of these things that he that that he has received from God to share with the children of Israel with with God's people and Moses says this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you what life and death blessings and curses and then he says this now choose life so that you and your children may 
live. And, and so this is something that God has always desired is for us to choose life, not death, blessings, not curses. And this can only happen by removing the me's and making the choice to make our home, make our life in Jesus, to choose life. One translation of, of that Deuteronomy scripture, um, it, he, he says, Moses doesn't say, uh, now choose life. In one of the translations, he says, oh, that you would choose life. And and you and I have talked about this before because we're, we're, we're worshipers and we're worship leaders and, and been involved in worship for many years. And there, there are some people that have some opinions. You, if, you, if you're out there, you may be one of these people that got an opinion about whenever a song goes into an O moment. Like there's a song called Run to the Father, right? And it's, oh, oh. Uh, you know, whatever it, yeah. it is, it's so many songs, you know, the, 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 anthem, the anthemic, you know, moments of songs at times people are like, well, what, what are we going to use here? What? Um, oh, all right. What if we just said, oh, <laughs> and there's people that have a problem with that. But, you know, have you have you ever not had a moment where you could not verbalize what you were feeling, where what you were feeling was so. It was just so deep within you that there was a groaning and a yearning that you could not articulate. And so you could just make this sound, this, right. oh, and here Moses, is, it's, he's so desperate for the people of God to choose life. He says, oh, that you would choose life. He who loves his life will lose it. That's, that's Jesus. He who loses his life will find it. And so this invitation to make your home in Jesus, to abide in the true vine, to remain in Christ, is an invitation into life. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think of the story in Mark 10. Um, the gospel is actually of the rich young ruler. Yes. You know, and Jesus confronts him and, and says, you know, and they have this conversation about, he's like, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And he's like, I've I've held up the Ten Commandments. I followed the laws. Like I'm like this good guy. I've done everything. Right. And Jesus just <laughs> looked at him, and this is where his moment was to choose life, you know, right. or choose his money. And Jesus says, "Go and, and sell all your stuff, give it to the poor, and follow me." And and he couldn't. And that was his me branch, yeah. his security and his possessions and what he had. And uh, he didn't choose life that day. He chose his possessions he chose all that stuff that he had um and so it's a perfect example of we all have a decision every day to say hey what are we going to choose are we going to choose to follow jesus and surrender all this that we have to him or are we going to pursue and it could be good stuff it could be like you know the the greatest things that you have but jesus says if i took that if i wanted that and want you to give that away yeah. you know and humble yourself would you follow me you know and a lot of us, we, we don't. So I think this is just a great example of, of that time in our lives where we're just making, having to make that decision, you know, it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough. I mean, there's, there's so many things that you, that you consider, especially given what you said. Like, I, I love that you said that it could be good things mm -hmm. if God desired those things from you. Just like Jesus made the ask of the rich young ruler. If God desired and said, that, hey, you need to, you need to, dedicate those things to me mm. as if they're not yours, but they're mine. What would you do? What would yeah. you do? How would you feel? How would you feel like 
uh, I'm I'm in I'm in my devotions right now. You know, I reading a couple of them, and one of them is like the year long. You know, mm-hmm. you do the, you read the Bible in the year kind of thing, and and shout out to all those people that do that, and shout out to the ones that that like try to do it like twice a year. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're a crazy person, and that's fine. We love you. God loves crazy people. But you're crazy. You read the Bible two times <laughs> in a year. That's that's amazing. Um, so you go through the Bible one time, and right now it just so happens that I'm in Job, mm-hmm. and you consider this dude who had so many good things. He lived a life that was consecrated to God. He was well respected. He operated in wisdom. He he he. For all intents and purposes, he was a godly man. Everything mm-hmm. that he had, he dedicated to God, and God knows his heart so much. See, some people have a hard time reading Job because they see the enemy come up and, and God's like, what have you been doing? He's like, well, I've been going around. I've been tempting people, you know, and, uh, you know, just trying to trying to get some people to slip up. And God's like, have you considered my servant Job? Well, yeah, I considered him, but uh, he's got a hedge around him. You're you're protecting him. You're you know, he's you're blessed. You blessed him. He's got he's got all this beautiful family. He's got all these crops. He's got all this, yeah. you know, this this livestock. He's he's living. He's living large. He's living fat. And. You know, I, I can't, I can't. And, and then people don't like it because they feel like, like Satan's almost baiting God into yeah. something. But that's, that's where people get that mixed up and get it twisted because God understands and he knows everything that God can't be baited into something. He can't be tricked. Right. He can't be confused. And so he knows Job's heart and he understands what Job's response will be. And he knows what Job's life has been up to this point. And what happens? You know, God says, I'll tell you what, don't kill him. You can take that stuff. Take the stuff from him. Don't kill him. And you see the whole book of Job, man, he's, he's having more than a problem. You know, he loses his family, he, he, his children, his, his, his legacy. He loses all of that. He loses his livestock. He loses his, his, his wealth. He loses his, his, um, his respect in the community, he loses his health, uh, all of these things that he's losing. And his to the point to where his friends are like, dude, just admit that you've done something wrong. Like, just repent. You know, you know, as well as we do, like you've had to have done something wrong. You had to have sinned. So just admit that you've done something wrong so that God will forgive you and remove all of this pestilence that has mm-hmm. come against you. But Job knows his own heart. He knows his own self. And he goes, no, I'm not going to do that. In fact, I will have my day in court with God. Yeah. I'm going to talk to God about it. Because all of that stuff, what does he say? He said, naked I came into the world. Naked will I leave the world. And, and he talks about how the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Is that your heart posture today? Because I got to tell you, when I read Job, I really question my own faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all right. When you read something in the Bible that makes you question your own faith, that's good. That's healthy because that should that should cause you to want to run to the father. That should cause you to want to posture yourself and say, God, I don't know if I'm here. Please don't take this stuff away from don't take away my family. Don't take away my friends. Don't take away these things. But help me instead to posture myself in such a way that would honor you with my family that would honor you in all of these things because it is all yours. Mm-hmm. You, you gave it to me. I didn't earn it. There's nothing in this world that you earn. God allows, God gives, he is the giver of wealth. He owns all of the wealth. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Anything that you have, it's because God has allowed you to have it. Don't get that mixed up. But Job says, 
he gives, he takes away. Either way, may his name be blessed. Yeah. I think, and I think that's the understanding. I think that's the goal of where, like, God wants to take us is to come to an understanding um, <clears throat> and a revelation, really, that life is so short. Everything is so, you know, frail. Life is just yeah. so temporal Yeah, that we put so much hope and focus on what is here on her, on earth. These guys didn't. Job yeah. didn't. He knew who God was. He knew what his life was about here on earth. And he said nothing. Paul, even in Paul's ministry, he's like, I count this nothing compared to the glory, you know. That's right. And so I think, and even in the, in the story of the rich young ruler, like Jesus was trying to show him, like, sell that stuff because none of that stuff matters to him the the ruler did i think jesus is trying to and that's what john 15 is about man really right right it's, it's about denying ourselves and allowing god to strip us from you know those things in our lives of, that the flesh desires to get a get us off track right he's trying to get us to a place where we're just completely dependent on him you know yeah yeah and i mean and paul paul went like he went hardcore far like he didn't say it was trash. He, I don't consider. He said, "I consider this stuff doo doo." Yeah, this is doo doo, man. That's that's ver, verbatim. He said, "This is like dung." If you look at the original translation, all this stuff, it's nothing. It's that's that's how it's it's waste compared, right, to what God has to offer. Um, there's like this super super old song, and it's funny that I would even bring it up because if you ever see me in a church that um, where they sing hymns, you'll see me doing more eyes closed and hands lifted then you will hear me singing because I don't know any old, I don't know any of the old songs. In fact, the church I used to go to is kind of a running joke. Whenever the pastor would go into an old song, everybody would kind of look at me because I'll be there on the stage like, mm, it's just my time to close my eyes. <laughs> Let me just worship you right now and just take a moment because I don't know the words of this, Lord. You, you know my heart, Jesus, in this moment. But there's this old song that says, I'd rather have Jesus, right? I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold, rather have. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd just all of these different than to be the king of a vast domain or, mm. you know, be held in, in Sid's dreads way. It's just all of these different things. I'd, I'd rather have Jesus than anything the world could afford today. Anything yeah. that the world has to offer is nothing, mm -hmm. nothing compared. And all oh, that you would choose life. If you do this, if you make your home in Jesus, you abide in the truth, you remain in Christ. It's then that we truly begin to live and jesus came that we would not just live but that we would have a life that would be abundant and when we choose that life we open the door mm -hmm. for generational blessings right. for our families and and god doesn't want you happy he wants you blessed mm -hmm. he wants you blessed man mm -hmm. he doesn't he, he doesn't want you happy you read the story of the rich young ruler and you think, well, God wants me broke. He doesn't want you broke. He wants you blessed. Yeah. He wants you to consecrate everything that you are to him, and he wants you to choose him and put him first above anything else. The word of God says, seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. All what things? The provision that we so desperately as humanity desire and chase after and pursue, that pursuit of happiness yeah. that is so tough to grab. You, you, you pursue his kingdom first, his righteousness first, and all of these things that we're so concerned about will be added.
to you. That's what abiding in the vine yeah. looks like. Yeah, that reminds me of um, <clears throat> I don't know the off the top of my head the proverb, but um, basically it's like it's better it's better to just have enough and be be content than have a lot and be miserable. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes I think God's getting wants to get us to this place where we're okay, man. Like we're okay with what we have. Like we're content with what he's given us. Um, we're not comfortable, but we're content with where he has us. And we're not focused and fixated on riches or possessions or yeah. it's, it's the, the heart's posture, you know, absolutely. He's trying to lead us to that place, but we got to let stuff go. If we want to grow, you know, in him, get to that place. Paul spent more time in prisons than he did in palaces, but don't, don't, don't mistake anything. He did spend some time in palaces. He did spend some time in, in places of wealth. He said, I've learned to have much and I've learned to have little. I know what it is to have both. Either way, I'm content because right. I have Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when, when God is all that you need, you will have all that you need. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's just the simple truth of it is when God is all that you need, you'll always have all that you need. So what branches of me need to be removed from your life? Consider that today. What, in what way could you be choosing life mm-hmm. today? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I think we can take away practically from today's episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. So do us a favor. As we close out this episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel, we're glad that you joined us today. Make sure that you follow us on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you can be informed of any new episodes. And join us next time for Chicken Scratch Gospel.